everyone. This is Fahim Jackson, and this is episode 100 of my podcast show, In the Know. This podcast is aimed at trying to guide people through the world with a variety of topics. I'm also using this platform to ask questions and try my best to answer these questions with my viewpoints of the world around me. The following episode introduction speech is for the topic of today. And the introduction speech is regarding what is the inspiration behind so much feuding in religion? You see, for centuries, humanity has fought each other over the various holy wars with respect to our religions on earth. And when it wasn't about religion directly, we fought over things that were an offshoot of the various faith bases. But what I want to know and what I want to explore in this episode is what inspired people to fight against each other by way of our religious beliefs. Because this has been something that has separated communities, causing this fighting. And to be honest, I want to know where the fighting ever stopped. Especially considering the more the world changes, the more we are becoming a globalized world. Yet, not everyone may jump on when we want them to. So what this does is hold up progress in society. Or maybe that is just my view. Maybe I'm observing this thinking it is a lack of progress. And to the world, my progress is an impediment to their culture. So what should I or the world do about this? Well, nothing. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Let's look at the history of fighting. For centuries, as I stated earlier, people have been fighting. But when did the fighting first start? Or in other words, holy wars, which have taken place over various parts of the globe in periods of history. Do we even know the first feud which fought between regions over faith base? Because the major religions we know about and their battles, as well as some smaller tribal groups. Yet when it comes to the first, we can't exactly pinpoint the first holy war. Holy wars are fought for different reasons, which I will cover more a little later in this episode. Reason for the difficulty in figuring out the first holy wars is that humanity has been at war since our beginning. Then again, we can point to some major conflicts that man has fought, such as the Crusades, where the Christians and Muslims took part in a series of wars between each other for control over lands believed to be holy for both groups. These bloody wars lasted between 1096 and 1291, where the Europeans' status was elevated, giving them advantage in the Middle East for further control. A more notable battle took place much earlier, when Constantine in 312 CE saw a vision of a cross in the sky. The cross was inscribed on the armor of the soldiers, though outnumbered. They won the victory over the opposition. Now, who started the feuding? Do we truly know who created the first feud from a religious standpoint? Because before majors, we always had small tribes who had their tribal belief systems. And once they ventured out from the communities and came upon other communities, people came across other beliefs. This can be a reason for tension because once you come across someone who is different, which does not coincide with your belief, their belief becomes a threat to your system. Meaning one tribe has a belief in their group being a chosen being. Their their leader 
was chosen by this higher power to lead the tribe. The problem with this concept is that once the tribe ventures out and sees other people, they immediately think of the belief of their tribe. Instead of realizing that they are not chosen after all, they can't live with the idea of being deceived into thinking they are special. So this leader of theirs is not a special leader after all. Here's where tribes begin to compete. Or you might come across a tribe that has a smaller, similar belief system where you can have an opportunity to join forces. Now you have two or more tribes expanding their belief system, which causes more feuding because the more you expand, the more you come into contact with opposition. This lays the grounding for our majors we have today. Let's look at some causes for wars, such as crop. Corn is a very important crop that serves as a purpose for food and fuel. Cotton serves a purpose for bedding and clothing, jackets and even coffee filters. Mainly crops are used for feeding the masses. And here's where battles take place. When tribes are losing the ability to feed their group, then they find themselves heading into other tribes. But they need a reason to enter the other group's territory. So what do the leaders of the groups tell the people? What they do is tell the people. They say that their higher power found more crops, he promised in another, to the people. Or a problem is that it is being controlled by an opposition in their way. Here's how you stir the pot, because you can't just come out and say that there are people there who are on their own land. You have to justify being in another person's home. And this is what leads us into another area of causes of wars. The land. As with the crops, the land coincides with each other. Only the difference is that with the land, not all land is about the crops. This vast land can be used to further extend your already existing extensive land. Then you come across a group that is already here. What takes place is that one group of people may not attempt to force another tribe off the land. There may be an attempt to try to convert the group. Or there may be an attempt to purchase the land. Only problem with purchasing land is that another group may have a totally different currency than yourself. This means you have to meet with the group with something they need you can trade that is an equivalent. Now, when there is no recourse for one tribe to attain land, then comes war. How do you justify the war? You have to say it was God who sent you. This will get your people behind you but it means overtaking the group on the land already. Let's look at some resources. Here's when you have something like water crops and even raw material needed for building or trading with neighbors. Let's observe the building aspects. When civilizations were being built, there were materials useful for infrastructure that might be in a nearby land. Now, let's assume the tribe nearby are willing to work with you. That would mean they have materials that you need and they might want something from you. So now there's a chain of commerce, relationship. But see, this episode is about feuding and religion. So with that, a land with an abundance of raw materials for building will have to deal with tension. And the tribe that wants their resources will once again justify their reason for entering a nearby land because God told them. Now, 
the nearby land will see this as aggressive, but not the tribal group who have been told about the resources. This group believes there are hostiles, so they are all the way on and on this fight for resources. So when a war is won, people don't feel the need to show remorse because their God has justified it. Spreading faith. As with any region of the world, there has always been a means to attempt to convert a group of people to another religion. Or after war, the victors were able to take control over the entire region. So an area that was mainly Christian, after a battle, could now belong to Muslims. And at times, the control would sway back into the hands of the original group over time. And other times, it didn't. The reason for the wars taking place from this spread of faith is simply because people in other areas have their own belief system. And they have no interest in taking on your beliefs. But nonetheless, this does not stop a group from spreading their belief. Other causes of war? Women. This is an interesting area that causes war. as because you never see something like women spark a war, but it will. Since one group is seeking to expand, they may want to war just to collect the women and young girls as their wives to build their empire. Yet there is something so immoral about collecting women and young girls. So how do you convince your, con your group to conquer this group's women? Well, you use God being used to save these women and girls by making them wives, exemplifying why they may be living immoral lives and need sa saving. Anything can be justified when you're using God as a driving force for intervention. Let's look at some modern feuds. Today's society, we don't have as much fighting pertaining to religion. The ones we do have are more verbal than actual warfare. And if there are religious bouts, then they are localized to very specific areas of the world. But the world has been civilized enough to keep conflicts down. Governments have better means of working out problems. A lot of this has to do with the fact that we have a global economy in place. So the exchange of commerce allows for different cultures to work together as a means to an end. Don't get me wrong. You still have the fighting like Israel and Palestine who have been in conflict for decades. Some may even say hundreds of years. Yet whatever tension exists tends to get dealt with through diplomacy today. Some potential future fights. Are there any qualms that exist anywhere else that have potential for chaos? The answer is yes. As globalization takes hold more and more, regions of the world, like the Middle East, for instance, could see a decline in cultural effectiveness. And what I mean by this is that Islam has a tight reign on countries that could become loosened as years progress. People who seek to control are finding it difficult to control the masses. Let's take Cuba, for instance, in which their tension is non-religious. They are themselves seeing acts of defiance against their government in today's society. Only difference between Cuba and, let's say, for example, Saudi Arabia, Cuba has a systemic structure based on a round political ideology, while Saudi Arabia is a pure monarchy where the Quran is more law. Could this be a reason to fight? having a religious text governing the masses in a modern society? Yes, it could, but still we don't fully know what would happen in our world. Let's, for the sake of conversation, assume the fighting were to halt 
how would our world appear? Could we stop fighting altogether? Stopping feuds, in my opinion, is just not possible. No amount of political diplomacy can fix that. Because as long as you have people of varying faiths in the world, or even multiple in region, in one region, you have conflicts. Religion is so divisive. You have fighting even with one group in a region. Simply because there are sects of religion. With Christians, you have Baptists and Catholics and Lutherans. Islam has Sunni and Shiite. The collapse of a faith base. One, it will all just go away. This is a prevailing belief that so many people think will happen. On the other hand, religion has such a stronghold on our human existence. I don't see that happening anytime soon. For this to take place, a lot of factors must come into play because humans have always had a reason to look to something higher than themselves. No matter if it were Zeus for Greeks, Ra in Egypt, or Jesus Christ to Christians, the need to look for something greater has been on our existence on earth for a long time. If that were to falter, where do people turn to next? Yes, there are enough people to care for each other, but that is not human nature. Initially, we help ourselves, then the people around us. Then if we have enough energy, we help strangers. Now we can create communities from these people with no one, and now they all have someone to turn to. It's not ideal. But the overall goal is to create belonging to where you're not always looking up for answers. Are there any opportunities for relationships? If at all possible, what are the opportunities that could come from two or more groups coming together? Well, for starters, the rise in technological innovation would create a whole new world. Because without the bounds of religion, you now can explore all outcomes the world has to offer, since now you're pulling the smartest minds in the world. Another relationship is less wars. The idea of holy wars don't exist as much today, but the concept of freedom and independence by way of religious beliefs are still true. Meaning to preserve the freedom of religion in America, we have to be willing to fight a war, not over the re religion in and of itself, but the freedom of practice. Not protecting this freedom lays precedent for more challenged freedoms. Another religious relationship opportunity is a base of knowledge that is now covering your group and someone else's group. And with this end statement, why we have to know why religion has feuds. In the world in which we live, there's always been some form of feuding regarding religion. In the beginning of time, we didn't have the three major religions but there were small tribal groups. Then at some point, tribes had to make some form of contact. These tribes either had a way to join forces or the rivalry started. You even had tribes forming to take on bigger tribes. Here's when a much more important deity began to form. As the world took form socially and politically, the majors in different regions of the world arose. And here is where bigger battles and fights for territory became widespread. These battles also lay precedent for a lot of fighting we deal with still to today. Now where do we go from here? Who knows? Some people may say that religion will never die all together. Whatever happens, we can all agree religion has had a firm grasp on the masses for quite some time. 
thank you for listening to In the Know. Now we're bringing you another episode regarding religion. The next topic we'll be asking the question, does repenting truly mean anything in the world today?